Okay? This is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama. Music! This is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Um, this is uh, a podcast where uh, uh, myself, Aaron Fletcher-Smith, and uh, Dan Grubb, uh, that's you. That's me. No, it's not. No, it's um, not. Yeah, I told you. Uh, we uh, like to talk about uh, the things that bring us smiles and, and, and make us giggle and um, anything that generally brings happiness and positivity into our world. Um, today's subject is going to be from me. Um, the subject is the Turbo Encabulator. Let me ask you, Dan, um, have you ever heard of a uh, Turbo Encabulator? Yeah, that was a, uh, a special control you could use on a Sega Genesis, right? Um, you know, it sounds like that, but but really, um, it's uh, it's a little bit more involved. So I ask you again: Have you ever heard of the Turbo Encabulator? No. All right. Well, let me tell you about it. See, the Turbo Encabulator uh, is a is a machine uh, that originally had a base plate of prefabulated amulite. Uh, surmounted by malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two main spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. Yeah. The latter consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal vanes so fitted to the ambifacent lunar wave shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main obviously. winding... Yeah, right, obviously. The main Makes winding... Sense. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and this is the stuff that really surprises folks when they hear about it. But, but uh, I mean, the, the genius of the, tur of the turbo encabulator is that the main winding was of the um, normal lotus deltoid type placed in a panerdemic semi-boloid slot in the stator, which resulted in the fact that every seventh conductor could be connected to a non-irreversible tremie pipe and then be led out to a differential girdle spring on the up end of the cardinal gram meters. This, that's of course, a, was able to reduce laminar flow. Yeah. Not only was that able to reduce laminar flow, but it was also able to improve engine output by 165%. Fantastic. So, yeah. What I read, all of what I just said, was bologna sandwiches. Um, <laughs> it is, that paragraph is the core of the turbo encabulator gag and the gag is something that uh, a few of my engineering buddies um clued me in on uh years ago uh while i was working uh for a commercial manufacturer and um it is um much like the engineering variables foo and bar um kind of <laughs> built into this like kind of low level engineered um uh, set of of in jokes, right? It's it's like uh, telling a computer to uh, spend some time calculating the square root of negative one. Um, the turbo encabulator started um, back in the uh, '40s. Um, it was uh, written up basically kind of as this junk paper, right? Um, and uh, its popularity really came from um, General Electric. Uh, printed up this uh like one sheet 
on the turbo encabulator uh, as if it was um, uh, part of their product line, right? Um, the uh, turbo encabulator really did not do anything. Uh, it was essentially included in um, the General Electric manual as a way to test folks that were supposed to review technical manuscripts. The whole idea was that you read it and you go, wait a minute, all of this is bologna sandwiches. What? <laughs> what? None of this makes sense, you know? Um, so that, that was around 1944, 1945, 1946. Um, the gag became so popular during that quick period of time that it made its way actually into Time magazine. Um, they, uh, Time got in with the gag. I'm Part of this is me, like, somewhat reading straight from the wiki. Uh, but the wiki's got Time Got with the gag and featured a device in a May 6, 1946 issue described as an adjunct to the turbo encabulator employed whenever a barricent score motion is required. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Now, yeah, score motion, that sounds like it could be an, a legit thing. Right. I like this. So then, it, then over the course of, like, you know, the, the next... Um, uh, I guess, you know, almost 60 years to present, um, it, it shows up randomly in the annals of engineering history with these kind of like wink and a grin jokes about it. Um, and and if, you, if you YouTube it, and I'm, I'm going to throw some YouTube links in. Um, uh, let me see here. Who's done it? General Electric's done it. Um, General Dynamics has done it. Chrysler Corporation has done it. Uh, Rockwell Automation, who makes um, like the large um, switching controls to jump voltage from higher voltages to lower voltages and voltage distribution centers, have it. Um, Red Green Show did it. Um, <laughs> that I can uh, see. Hank, yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, the only one on the list that I can yeah, see doing it's, it. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can believe that, yeah. <laughs> um, wow, these are like uh, legit titans of industry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's really and it's funny. And it's one of those in-jokes that it's just low enough below the noise floor that um, people are not, a you know, people don't really know it. It shows up every once in a while in the engineering community and when it shows up in the engineering community, if it's amongst 20, uh, you know, seasoned old gray beard wizard engineers, at least one of them will go, wait a minute, that's the turbo encabulator. I know that. That's bullshit. I love that you brought it up, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a number of years now, work has been proceeding in order to bring perfection to the crudely conceived idea of a transmission that would not only supply inverse reactive current for use in unilateral phase detractors, but would also be capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal grammeters. Such an instrument is the turbo-encabulator. Now, basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it is produced by the modial interaction of magneto-reluctance and capacitive directance. The original, the original machine had a base plate of pre-famulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. 
The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal vanes, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator. Every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe, pipe to, to the, the differential, differential girdle, girdle spring, spring on the up on end the of the grammeters. The turboencabulator has now reached a high level of development, and it's being successfully used in the operation of Nofer trunnions. Moreover, whenever a fluorescent score motion is required, it may also be employed in conjunction with a drawn reciprocation dingle arm to reduce sinusoidal deplaneration. Thank you. The thing that I think is really important to note about the clips, and you'll hear this in each one, is that um, each time that um, one of these uh, companies uh, or the division of the company that decides to do the gag um, puts the unfortunate um, sales engineer or... or um, uh, engineering face of the company in front of the camera and makes them record it for the purpose of, you know, continuing the gag. Um, the thing that I think is really neat is that the gag itself changes with the times. So yeah, what I mean, what I mean by that is that, um, the video for the 1960s, uh, general electric version of the turbo encabulator includes a joke right at the end where, the engineer presenting it says it's not cheap but i'm sure the government will buy it and then he takes this piece of, <laughs> he takes this piece of ticker tape and he starts to roll out the price and it's like 47 comma 000 comma 000 and he just keeps rolling out the tape and there's a, a trio of zeros with a comma and it gets longer and longer and i think they eventually fade the camera to dark at that point but it's like such a fantastic <laughs> gag because it's it's directly yeah. in that same period of time where the government is like any new way to make electricity any new way to get to space whatever sure here's the money you know right 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 um quick so quick. then um sell us some dominance yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we have to be first in everything. You, you have a uh, the turbo cab? Sure, why not? Yeah, here's the money. You know, um, when uh, when Chrysler quote unquote manufactured the turbo encabulator uh, in in a, uh, a video spoof, um, the the Chrysler Corporation version of it now uh, posits the the turbo encabulator is going to be almost like a. a, a, a an improved piece of a car. Uh, as a matter of fact, when they do the video, they've got the guy walking around a, um, like a, a, a V6 standard, like station wagon engine. And he's pointing at all Ooh. these bits in it and saying all of the nonsense in the garbage and saying it very, very definitively. Right. You know, it's just wow. like, yeah. Oh, and it's great. And, and he passes it on so well. Um, now, what I love then, about uh, this and this is yeah. the first that I've heard more than like two sentences about it from you. What I love about this, the bits that you're describing, this is stuff that like, it sounds like stuff that David Letterman would have done in the 80s. Yeah. Or that Bob and Ray would have done in the 50s. Or that Jim Henson would have done in his like experimental films in the 60s or, or with the Muppets in the 70s. It's that right. sort of like 
uh, weirdo off to the side, you know, the kind of like, oh, the, the okay, that's where the oddballs hang out. Right. Um, right. It's that it's very it's it's very it's like a, it's something you would see coming out of like the Harvard Lampoon in its heyday. Yeah. Rather than from, you know, the famous, you know, gray suited man of the <laughs> of the of the corporate 50s and 60s. Right. And and see that's one of the things that I really like about this is that this um the the, the turbo encapsulator joke itself peels back the 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 um image of um every, you know, engineer from like the fifties to the present being, you know, somebody in a white shirt, black pants, you know, black tie and, and a pocket protector. It's um the the engineers I've worked with, the guys that 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 know this joke. Um, and, and that know, know some of the other kind of similar jokes that kind of tag along with this. Like one of my, my other favorite gags is, um, um, don't put in the resistor the wrong way. And, um, what's the other one that I like? Uh, I like, um, wait, wait, if, okay. <laughs> Sorry. What's, yeah. what's that? I am not an engineer. Yep. So that's fair. Yeah. If okay. you put no, in the resistor totally the wrong way, what is it? It, uh, it, there's no wrong way to put in a resistor. Uh, oh. The electrical properties of a resistor uh, can they they work correctly either direction that the the current flows oh, across it. So, okay. yeah. So I so, thought maybe um, like it would. Yeah, is the joke that it would like speed it up or something? No, it's 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 um. It's just you don't know what a resistor is, or maybe you do. <laughs> well, it's it's more one of those where it's like it, it, the the joke works kind of on two levels, right? It works at, at a at a newbie electrical engineering student level where you know you the engineering 101 kid uh putting together your you know circuit on a breadboard are trying to show it to the ta or the professor and the, the professor gets to look at you and go oh well you put the resistor in wrong and then you the engineering student fresh out of just you know absorbing all of this stuff in books can go wait a minute professor you know and the, the professor gets to have a good laugh um mm, yeah 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 or or, or then, yeah, or you pee and your pants and then, too. and then fail doubly. Yeah, um, which is what happens. Take a no, look around. Look to your left <laughs> and right. By the end of this semester, you or one of the people next to you will have peed your pants. <laughs> oh, crap, or by similar, it was me. Or by similar logic, you or one of the people around you will have put it in put in a resistor backwards and lost their life to it (laughs) (laughs) this is serious business people yeah um but no it also works great in um it's also a fun my god i this is this is what we do um uh when when we uh when we spend your tax dollars people i'm just telling you now um (laughs) when um (laughs) When when uh, bunches of engineers that think that they're uh, big brained get together and try to figure out problems on a low level, uh, you're you know you have these moments where folks are sitting there tearing through a uh, a, a, a diagram or uh, the technical specifications of the requirements, right? And then um, every so once in a while, because you're spending all this time doing big brain, high level systems engineer, how do all these pieces fit together type of logic and uh, reasoning. You get one person that throws that joke out and 
I, I will tell you what, from an engineering perspective, there's a half moment where you go, is that possible? No, wait, that's not possible. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's a joke. <laughs> wait, could, yeah, that could, oh, wait, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right, right, right. That's really and so funny. it's it's good. It's good because it's levity, you know, and, and uh, you know, it, with, without levity, uh, you know, the, the, the world of engineering would, would uh, collapse in on itself. Um, but, yeah, yeah there's, it seems there's like that a, one. It seems like a high-strung <laughs> kind of group oh, of guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, there's that. And then my other favorite one is um, Don't Let the Magic Smoke Out, um, which is uh, – the, the, the joke is um, – and and you'll hear this everywhere from power and line voltage electricians all the way up to um uh the folks that do signals and and 5g and wi-fi and internet of things and stuff like that which is uh you know people will be talking about getting things to be connected so that they talk with each other and then the joke with the anything that's connected by a hard line is uh, well you have to make sure that there's a line from here to there but you make sure not to cut the path because if you cut the path, then the magic smoke gets out. And then somebody looks at you and goes, "What's the magic smoke?" And you go, "Oh, that's the magic smoke. This it's the uh, you know the, the stuff that, that that makes the electrical stuff work, right?" <laughs> and then everybody looks at you and goes, "Wait, how are you an engineer?" <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Which is yeah, and, and then after after the you know kind of electrical engineering community after uh, there there's kind of this um water level that i think most engineers hit at a certain point where everybody has heard that joke or has made that joke enough times that it becomes kind of an afterthought in conversation where it's like oh well, we have to have part x connected to piece y and then part x and piece y need to work together in order to get information over to part z but if we leave out the connection between the XY combination and part Z, then we let the magic smoke out. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, and there's this kind of, you know, caveman nodding of heads as, yeah, as yeah, everybody yeah. agrees. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, uh, there's that. And then um, the, the wireless equivalent of magic smoke is uh, um, the, uh, oh, what is it? The signal fairies, yes. Uh, we have to make sure that, <laughs> which is like the stupidest name, but I've I've heard it a few times when when we talk about uh, wireless stuff and 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 making sure that there's a clear line of sight between the antenna and the transmitter, and and people say, yeah, you know, if uh, if the signal if the signal fairies can't see the antenna, then I mean, how do you expect the data to get there? <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all need anyway. a redraft on that one. Y'all need a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> y'all need a rewrite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I, you can punch that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure we can. But you know, again, this is coming from guys that you know. The day job is engineering. The night job is basically the same thing you and I are doing, which is you know having a laugh at a red green show and and yeah, yeah. Python and what have you. Um, there are engineers out there with a sense of humor, contrary to popular belief. That is that is some good dad jokes. Oh yeah, and that's the best that's thing about the like total dad jokes. These are great. All yeah, all all of the engineering jokes are these these great dad jokes, and they're all the ones that take a they take three blinks to get. 
you know, yeah. where you sit there <laughs> and you're blinking and you go, oh, oh, okay, 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 I get where you're going with this, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I really, that's really it for Turbo Encabulator, and that's that's an, that's essentially a really short episode. But um, you've, uh, it shows up. Um, it doesn't show up in a lot, but the few times that it does show up, usually whoever knows the gag makes sure to basically almost do the entire paragraph worth that I did up at the beginning there. Uh, yeah. The base plate of prefambulated ambulates surrounded by meliomatic logarithmic casing, blah, 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 blah. Differential girdle spring, the up gram meters, the cardinal gram meters, the hydrocoptic marzal veins. No one, no one outside of... And, and, and that's part of the gag, right? Is, is that... This plays on, and I've been in these meetings, this plays on the idea that one of the things that engineers are responsible for is sitting down in front of people that have finally pushed an idea to market. And it's these these PhD guys and, and these folks that have multiple master's degrees and they have sat on the advisory councils of the very smart corners of the world and they, they come to you now with these very, very, very intelligent things that they then explain out. And your job as an engineer is to nod your way through and, A, not call bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And, and B, uh, to implicitly accept it because these people are very smart that they know what they're talking about. And I, I think no engineer um, – every engineer has uh, – some some small amount of imposter syndrome and i don't think any uh i think there's a few out there that'll admit to it regularly uh readily and then i think there's uh probably just as many that will not um because no one that. no one who is an engineer who is confident in their abilities and and wants to kind of peel back the uh the the grand wizard of oz curtain wants to say uh yeah there's a portion of my time where i'm working where i have no earthly idea what somebody's talking about right and i mean it's such a it's such a diverse field and everything is so similar but completely different and it could be oh, yeah. something that you you know a, a a department that you work with every day and right. i i get this in a a much lesser version uh i work my job is i'm uh, i'm checking you know websites and making sure that our api is functioning the right way yeah. um but the folks that i work with actually build websites and build yeah. apis and build automated you know uh site crawlers and stuff right and i right. go okay yeah we work together I have no idea what you do. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how any of that works. Right. I know when it's broken. <laughs> yeah. I know what part of it is broken. That's mm -hmm. all I got. I am the EMT. Yeah. I'm not even the EMT. I'm the person who calls the EMT. You right. are the neurosurgeon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm with you on that as well. And uh, it's like, um, I guess we're going to continue the medicine metaphor, you know, um, I'm uh, I'm I'm the 
the general practitioner and I am not the heart surgeon. Um, yeah. And there are there are times where I need to know enough about what goes into open heart surgery to be able to speak with confidence about it. But there will be points where <laughs> like, I'll go. Is it a good idea or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And my judgment call, you know, is going to be, you know, well, we're going to do open heart surgery. And my job is to be able to be just smart enough on what open heart surgery is all about to go, I don't know if that's the best idea at this point versus, oh, my God, absolutely. Yes. Now is the time. Um, <laughs> well, and, you're uh, 106. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Right. right. Let's peel you open. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know. There's this kind of initial point when when big brain guys show up with um, amazing new concepts where every engineer at the table does not want to look like they don't know what's being talked about. And so you'll see all the engineers around the table bobbing their head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And, and an hour and a half, two hours later, the conversation in the adjourning, like, kitchenette or, or at the buffet table is, the hell was he talking about? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Do you know what he's talking about? I don't know. I don't, you know, I have, I have the beginning of the tendrils of ideas of what he's talking about. And I think that in two months we could understand it and then we could help him build it with him. But as of today, as I'm shoving, you know, cheesecake in my face, I have no earthly idea what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, let me put, let me assuage those uh insecurities or whatever uh let me verb that noun for you that is that is a lot more universal than you thought the uh the cs folks the sales folks the business folks and the operations folks that i work with we have a lot of meetings that are just like that like oh yeah yeah we could do that Mm -hmm. six months sure yeah okay and you want to put that okay so we'll start building on that in in two weeks okay cool and then after the meeting, what the hell was he talking about? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but I, <laughs> but I have two weeks to read a book about it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. You know, it's like what what do they always tell you if they if someone asks you, can you do this? Oh yeah, and then you can you know go to the library and find right. a book on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of part of that is that you know the, these folks get hired on to have these specific knowledge sets so that they're they've been run through the grist mill enough that reading the book will enable them to within a two week time frame be able to turn it around you know yeah it's um but then and so and so like to come all the way around that's and the gag with can, the turbo and calculator oh yeah go sorry ahead, go if ahead. i could just sort of put a put a uh, put an ending on that section uh yeah it's a it reminds me of someone who studied cs that i worked with said what you learn in a computer science degree is not so much how system A, system B, system B, C works. You right. learn how to read the book on it. You learn exactly. how to learn it. That's exactly it. And yep. it sounds like maybe there's a similar thing with engineering. Like, yes, you know, because I, I especially with, you know, the, you know, they're not making, you know, concrete is not changing and evolving as fast as right. you know software yeah. is but yeah. uh yeah you have to learn the new thing yeah. and learn the new technique and yeah it's a lot easier to know it's i wonder if uh i maybe i'm making too much out of this funny joke but uh yeah. <laughs> but uh it seems like it could also be 
useful in it gives you it gives youngsters a moment of oh wait a minute my boss is full of crap <laughs> that's exactly it. yeah 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 i mean that's exactly what the the the, that's the good strength of a gag know. like this exactly yeah it's it, this is the, that's the strength of a gag like this is that it kind of deflates the wind of some of those you know um system design meetings where you know they come in and they present something to you that's incredibly heady and it's now your job to have to go figure it out um is that there's there are some sometimes where there are some points where it's okay to say uh i remember doing a project on x i faintly remember y and i did some schooling on z and i'm pretty sure i could put this together and then there's points where it's okay to go I know a guy that's done X and I know the I know the guy in the other department that does Y and I have some passing knowledge on Z, but man, this is beyond my skill set, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the turbo encabulator is basically if you're, if you're the person sitting in the audience getting this thrown at them, the idea is to even make the smartest person on that team go, Oh God! <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more on it. Uh, you know, other than um, the the funnest thing about it is that um, I, I guess there is there's there is one other bit to it that I do find entertaining, which is the um, the medium with which it's presented. Um, and and the folks through whom it is presented and, and that is um uh sales engineers and and technical sales guys um and yeah those guys I, I have a lot of love for those guys because they have a very thankless job um sales techs sales engineers and and marketing folks that have to put technical stuff in front of customers are given the dual nightmare of dealing with customers that want the world and engineers that tell them that they can't have anything and trying to figure out what the midpoint is between those um and so the thing that i i just think is beautiful about the turbo encabulator is that the few times that it's been presented it's been presented from the format of a sales engineer getting ready to sell this to the government right and the guys that do it the guys that they get to record these do it with such beautiful confidence that you can tell that they have practiced and polished and rehearsed the process of getting the words out of their mouth, even if they have no clue what the words mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a real beauty in that. Um, you know, it's acting, it's, it's a variety of acting. And if you ask these guys, yeah. if you ask a sales engineer, you know, uh, do you know how to act? They're going to go, no, I'm a sales engineer. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a, I, I, I'm a marketer. I sell shit. You know, it's no, like, but no, they absolutely you actually, do. you know how to act. You don't know that you know how to act, but you do. You yeah. Know? It's, it's because, stage banter. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost a variation on improv, um, because it's figuring out what level of, uh, uh, quick witted response you can throw out. Yeah. And at what point you have to go, I don't know enough about this, but I know a guy who does. Yeah. Um, and, and having watched those guys. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's reading a room involved. There's feeding off of someone else. Yeah, yep. it's it's totally the same 
and uh, and knowing and deciding on the spot what sort of response to give. Yeah, it's it's the same uh, skill sets, the same toolboxes as as yeah. uh, like a, a yeah an improv comic or something. Yeah, and I am um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest and 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 upfront right now, and I'm gonna oh, say crap. that years and years and years ago. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, 50% of this podcast is uh, us, uh, you know, flagellating ourselves for being uh, the terrible per people that we think we are instead of the awesome people we actually are. Um, but uh, years and years ago, I, I used to um, rail against the sales engineers that I worked with because they would they would come down uh, from their office and they would look around and uh, me as a test engineer, I would go, you can't sell this. This is like barely fucking ready to go out the door and this piece doesn't work and this piece doesn't work and this piece doesn't work and you know there's no way that i mean if you wanted to do half of what it's even marketed to do uh we need another six to eight months right and these guys would turn around and three months down the road we'd we'd be at a quarterly meeting and they'd be saying well according to our engineers uh we're capable of doing a b and c with confidence and and somehow they're able to you know turn it around and there's this rabbit out of a hat and it's really poetic rabbit out of a hat because that once i started to kind of get the gag once i started to get the idea behind what was being done it was like okay all right all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea is we have to be able to you know get some piece of you know engineering product out the door so you know yeah. You find the uh, uh, you, you find the good cuts of meat and you put those up for sale. Um, it, so yeah, it's um, and so yeah, to you know to come full circle um, to the guys, the sales engineers that had to, to get in front of a microphone or in front of a uh, a video camera and do the turbo encapsulator, and and to all the other sales engineers out there, uh, I tip my hat to you. And uh, if you're listening, um, and I was ever a jerk to you. Uh, while I was a test engineer, I'm very sorry. <laughs> and I swear I've learned. <laughs> uh, conversely, uh, any time that there's a product recall, blame the sales guys, not Aaron. Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. Yeah. He said yeah, it wasn't ready. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, you know, if the product fails, uh, well, I told you all, you know, it's not my fault you didn't <laughs> listen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I don't know. We, we've kind of gone all over the place, but uh, that's my thing on the turbo encapsulator. Um, it, it has a soft spot in my heart for uh, how goofy it is, um, and and how much the whole purpose behind the gags to take the wind out of the sails of uh, uh, the whole concept of hardline engineering. I, I love it uh, for its silliness and and because it kind of dovetails that same absurdist comedy that we've now talked about with the young ones and with the goon show and stuff like that. It's Absolutely. engineering. It's a very it. little piece of engineering comedy, but it's, it's comedy nonetheless. And, and for that, I find it very tender, you know? Yay. Yay. You know, I, I can, I am just clever enough to follow basic mechanical stuff. <laughs> and, I I have a big love for dad jokes, yeah. and so something like that I just adore. Yeah. You know what it, it reminds me of is it's sort of the inverse of uh, I think I I think you've heard him the old um, 
the paper the paperwork explosion commercial for the IBM MTST uh, uh it's like an automatic it, it it types up what you say okay and Jim Henson worked with Raymond Scott to make the to make this like four minute ad okay did you ever hear that no I didn't I'm I'm intrigued oh my God Google it right now okay. Google I'm doing uh, it. as soon as we get off of this call Jim Henson I'm doing it right now. I, I looked up I looked up Jim Henson IBM commercial because I couldn't remember the name. Right. It's called the Paperwork Explosion, and there's a, a movie of it, or you can just hear just the sound of oh, it. Oh, I see this now. And, okay. And so, do you know Raymond Scott? I know the name. Where do I know that he's a director? He's a composer. A composer. Oh, so he wait. was a big composer in like the forties um, and fifties. Raymond Scott was uh, Mary Melodies, and and um, he did Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, and he did the big that's him. The the big whenever there's I think it's yeah. called I think it's okay. called Power Play. Yeah. Um that song. And so yeah. he did all those kind of songs, those like cartoony songs. And then right. he got more and more experimental over the years. And so by the time like the sixties comes around, this is the I wanna say like sixty one, something like that. Uh, Jim Henson is this fresh young face yeah. out of uh, school where he did, you know, his time piece experimental movie and all that stuff. That's really cool. Um, and so the two of them meet up somehow and he got a contract to do a commercial for IBM for, like I say, it's it wasn't a typewriter. It was a it was something where you talk in the microphone and, oh, and it's a okay. transcribing machine. That's the word. It transcribes what you're saying and types it up. And it's like, oh, it can do a, almost as... And there's all these like executives right. talking right. throughout it saying it can do about right. as much work as my secretary. Um, but whenever they say... <laughs> the way that he cut it up and edited it is just really, really silly because he's like... <laughs> they'll be talking to these guys. It's like, people should do the thinking. Machines should do the working, and then oh, you're like, you know, the problem I've is. I've heard sound clips of this. Okay, all right, all right. The problem is the paperwork explosion, and whenever they say that, <laughs> this, this giant explosion goes off. I have, I have. It's uh, so yeah. funny. It's yeah. it's really really good, and uh, I actually I've heard so this that. That's been sampled by uh, several different techno artists. Is uh, oh, machines that makes sense. should do the work so people could think. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. IBM machines can do the work so that people have time to think. Machines should do the work. That's what they're best at. People should do the thinking. That's what they're best at. Machines should work. People should think. Machines should work. People should think. Machines should work. People should think. Yeah, it's okay. really good. You should check it out. And there's like 20 versions of it on YouTube. Just uh, look it up and yeah, the paperwork explosion. Totally, it's really, really funny. It's really good. Uh, totally and, gotta watch this. And now. then look up some Jim Henson early experimental movies because those are all neat and uh the uh, uh just listen to raymond scott for a couple hours because yeah. he's really cool he's really creative and in that same sort of like weird engineer kind of a way except instead yep. of 
you know, uh, circuit boards, it's pianos and early, early, early synthesizers. The kind where it's just a bunch of plugs and you plug in the alligator clips in the right hole and it goes... <laughs> That's my favorite shit, man. I, uh, I love that stuff. Um, my old roommate uh... clued me into him. My, my college roommate, Nat, clued me into him. Oh, man, it's yeah. so good. Um... Let me see if I can find it. Um, oh, what's the name of it? Um, theme song from Futurama. The the guy that did the um, original. Here it is. Here it is. Um, uh, it's gonna take me a second to load it up. Well, um, you're doing that. So so what it made me think it was the inverse of is whereas this was a serious yet really boring product that yeah. a couple of complete lunatics are doing the marketing for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you're talking about is it's the the absolute straight man. You know, uh -huh. the like you say, the fifties engineer with the pocket protector, white shirt, right. short sleeve, black tie. Right telling this like outrageous nonsense word salad yeah. and i, I yeah. love it it's it's the total opposite of that and so yeah both whichever way you flip it when you put those two elements together it's completely silly and great yeah it's the beauty and the absurdity of it yeah i actually i i googled uh the um the the henson work with ibm and i found one that i i know that i have actually seen before which is the uh the coffee break machine which is the one where um, Cookie Monster just eats this uh, machine, which is supposed to uh, oh. produce coffee for you. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know I've seen that before, and he just he's just eating piece by piece as he talks about it, and it's almost exactly it's not the exactly the same, but it's very similar and in a similar vein to the Turbo Encabulator because he's pointing to these parts and saying, "And this piece does the you know." <laughs> and, and, and then it's like, this piece looks quite good, actually. Oh, nom, 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 nom. And he eats the pieces of the machine as he goes. And he gets to the bottom and he goes, well, no coffee today. <laughs> Man, that guy can sell anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's so good that they kept him in American marketing to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie Monster, employee of the month. Yeah, yeah. I love there's this there's this animated gif which shows up every once in a while when I'm when I'm uh using uh the sock med um which is uh from I think the Martha Stewart show where they're talking about uh, they bring the muppets on and they say that they're going to make something and uh they keep the reveal secret because Cookie Monster's on and right at the end they go and today we're going to make cookie pie and they pull off the lid and it's this cookie that's like the size of a dinner table and <laughs> the the guy doing the cookie monster muppet just does the perfect job of like the limbs go slack the mouth opens as wide as it possibly can <laughs> cookie monster looks like he's having like a come to jesus moment and it's just the, <laughs> yeah. i love it i just absolutely love it because the character's whole purpose and gag is to be animated and moving and stuff like this and he's shown the cookie pie that's the size of the dinner table and he's just like oh 
Yeah. The promised land. Yeah, yeah, he has arrived. Yeah. That rules. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the turbo encabulator. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Now, now yeah. I'm uh, to as Groucho Marx used to say on "You Bet Your Life." Well, now I know everything about turbo encabulators. So thank you for telling exactly. me about that. That's a fun old show. Whenever someone would explain their job to them. Well, now I know everything right. about lumberjacking. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You want? Uh, who's doing the outro music? It is your turn, my friend. Take right. it away. All right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>